Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on April the 13th, 2011. I always suggest newcomers look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll see a list of the sites I have there. These are the authorized sites I have. And you'll find hundreds of audios to download from these sites where I try and give you a lot of history that goes into making up the big system into which you've been born. And also... Uh, all these sites listed there have transcripts in English of a lot of the talks I've given over the years. And you can also go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in English and take a pick from those ones there. Remember, two, you're the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on people to con you into terrorizing you with the latest news and then selling you a product. That's how what often happens in the business. And there's a business, too, in the Patriot business. And as I say, I try and get through a lot of stuff, if possible, in one hour on this particular broadcast. And um, so it's up to you to support me by buying the books and discs I have for sale. And you'll find out how to do it on, on the CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You can also purchase from the U.S. with a personal check. You can use an international postal money order. You can use SendCash or you can use PayPal to order Use the donation button, follow it with an email with name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. And remember, straight donations are really awfully welcome. Across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, you've got some MoneyGram, you've got uh, cash and PayPal again to order. Use the donation button and an email. Follow it up with an email with name, address, and order. I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. But we are going through, as I say, the biggest changes uh, that we've seen for an awful long time. The plan changes, nothing's happening by chance at this time. And uh, when you understand you're in a system, a system that plans the future to make sure that this wonderful utopia with a depopulated planet uh, comes into existence with uh, recreated types of humans to serve you know, the better types that are going to be ruling you, that already are ruling you in fact, and they're generally working in uh, non-governmental organizations, but they also relate to governments a lot of and work with governments to do with the agenda. You're, I'll be going into some of that tonight to show you one particular group that's got a big, big um, impact on the world, the International Crisis Group, which really is an international group that creates the crisis, and they're behind the color revolutions mainly, and I go through the names of the big players who are on board with them on their own executive committees and so on. And also I'm going to go into some other articles. Now all the articles I mentioned I will put up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of tonight's broadcast and you can look them up for yourselves. There's so much, as I say, to cram into one hour and it's not possible at all to do them any justice. Uh, the media don't get, they, they'd really mislead you by giving you a partial truth and omitting three quarters of the rest of the story, and so you're left with the impression that you're intended to get. 
and I try and fill in uh, with the little knowledge I have uh, the other parts they miss out to give you a, a better understanding of how things truly work. The media, as I say, is not your friend. It's owned by the big boys who own the big corporations, and they work together in the big global club, bringing on a new world order, as they like to call it themselves. And it's not a pleasant world order because it's to shake up the entire planet's way of living. Every culture, every system has to be shaken up and brought into the same communitarian system so that they'll live uh, fairly happily to an extent over the next 30 years and gradually die off. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and it's interesting that um, there's some very good little clips up there on the on video on YouTube and other places to do with um, Japan. Things were done in the past, and one of them is by Akira Kurosawa's uh, Dreams, he calls it, of Nuclear Meltdown, uh, Mount Fuji in red, it's called. And he made it in 1990, and it's, it's only about a few minutes long. That's the only reason I could watch it at all on satellite download uh, without getting cut off. And it shows you, uh, in 1990, this little drama they staged for a play. And the whole thing was based around six nuclear reactors melting down. Uh, it's quite interesting to listen to. It's also interesting to listen to what they, how they talked about the radiation effects towards the end of the clip, where even ten millionth of a, one gram of uh, plutonium or uranium was enough to give you cancer. Stuff like that. The stuff they say, oh, it's so tiny it doesn't bother you. Don't be worried. And and they tell you, you eat bananas and you get radiation from bananas and all the rest of it. So it's interesting to watch. I'll put that link up tonight and you can look at it for yourselves. We find that um, in yesterday's papers, this is radioactive iodine in city water spurs enhanced testing. Well, city waters often get their water, well, mainly, in fact, most of them get it from reservoirs which are open to the air, and they get the rain coming down. They also get the dew in the morning coming down. And so anything coming down is, ends up in your drinking water. This is the Philadelphia Water Department announced yesterday that it's enhanced its testing procedures and reviewing treatment technology after federal environmental officials found radioactive iodine in the city's drinking water. The level of iodine-131 found at Queen Lane Treatment Plant is the highest of 23 sites in 13 states where the particles have appeared following the massive radiation leaks from the Fukushima Daishi nuclear plant in Japan. Lower levels were found in the city's two other plants. Then I listened to this, but iodine-131 in Philadelphia may also have no connection to Japan, officials say. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency told the Daily News yesterday that Philadelphia's water samples from last August contained nearly twice as much radioactive iodine as the recent samples collected after the Fukushima disaster. Now, if you're to believe that, then someone's putting the stuff in the water. Hmm? It says, this is just unacceptable that this stuff is showing up, said Chris Crockett, the department's acting deputy commissioner of environmental services. 
says, perhaps more disturbing, nobody knows exactly how the iodine-131, which can cause thyroid cancer if consumed. It says here in large quantities, you don't need large quantities, or over a prolonged period of time, is getting into Philly's drinking water. So it's the radiation and that the various materials they've found in Texas is drinking water too. Everyone's getting sterilized and brought down with the population reduction. And so at this point, that's not really known. So the EPA spokesman, David Sternberg, we are investigating, well, sure, they know what's causing it, you wouldn't get a puzzle like that without being on the ball immediately. And if they knew last, last year or last August what was happening, they found out what it is. This is Catherine Hingley, a health physicist at Oregon State University, said the most likely source is a nearby or upstream medical facility that treats cancer patients with iodine-131, which can enter the water supply when patients go to the bathroom. So that they try to say they're pumping all that into your water supply. Uh, that's the big wrinkle. If you saw it last year, it wasn't from Japan, she said. It's probably from a hospital. Hingley said the iodine levels found in Philadelphia's and the other U.S. cities did not, did not pose a health threat. It's just a fantastic that when actually there's no safe level for this stuff. You know. So uh, this is how we're treated at the bottom level of reality. This is what you give out to peasants at the bottom, you know, who are happy, you know, just sucking up the trivia. And that's generally what they talk about, as you well well know, and uh, that's good enough for them. And they'll forget it uh, before the day's out anyway. And that's another sad statement of truth. Canada, it says Canadian food unharmed by Japan radiation. So far, so far, Canada CBC News says. And then you go on to the next one, and it says here, um, Canada, Canada CBC Ontario Energy Minister Brad Duguid is pictured at Grand Wall. It says higher than normal radiation levels had had been or have been detected in Ontario as a result of the nuclear crisis in Japan, but officials said Tuesday the increase is so small. There's that small chart again. It doesn't pose a health risk. In other words, they're not going to tell you. You see, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to get, give you any kind of possible uh, system to compare anything to and how can you compare so small to tiny or minuscule and all this nonsense that they dish out to the, well, the peasants again. Energy Mr. Brad Duguid said levels have gone up slightly, but he didn't have any specific details on where the increases were found in water, air or food. Well, why is the, the darned energy minister if he can't tell you anything, if he doesn't know? Since there has been some detection of some minor increase in radiation, but it's not anywhere close to something that would impact human health, uh, Duguid told reporters. And um, it's not something that Ontario residents need be overly concerned about. How 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 arrogant, how arrogant, eh? And condescending to, to bring this gibberish to the general public. Huh? How they talk down to you like you're a child or something. It says the news comes one day after Japan increased the severity rating of the crisis at the tsunami ravaged Fukushima nuclear plant to the same level as the Chernobyl disaster. The Energy Minister's Office distributed information from the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission and Health Canada on normal background radiation and some radiation that may have been carried by the wind from Japan to this country. So then they try to, you know, confuse you by talking about background radiation, normal radiation and all the rest of the usual stuff. He says, however, very minute levels of isotopes in the radiation have been attributed to the release in Japan. Very small levels of isotopes. What's it, 10 millionth of one gram is all you need to give you cancer? I mean, that's pretty small, eh? Yeah, very minute. 
natural increase in radiation is so small that it's extremely difficult to measure against normal background radiation rubbish. This is the findings from these detectors further confirm that radiation poses no th- uh, does not pose a health risk to Canadians. So they're, they're all on board with what they've been told to tell the public. And they'll all tell you, all these officials will tell you the same spiel one after another because that's how they work at the top level. And from another source of Globe and Mail, the same kind of thing. They, they try to mislead you in, the, in this other way that they use. It says here, um, a five-hour airplane flight from Montreal to Vancouver exposes an individual to 50,000 times more radiation than the level detected in Canada. Yeah, but it doesn't give you the same kind of radiation that comes off a melted-down plutonium and uranium and so on. So they mislead you with nonsense. A result of the stricken reactors. Health Canada said, adding that such a flight does not pose any health risks. The agency initially detected um, on March the 18th that some radioactive material had travelled thousands of kilometres from Japan to Canada's west coast. It was forced, it was forced to issue <laughs> a news release on Tuesday after opposition members raised the matter in the Ontario legislature during question period. Uh, says France uh, Guernas, health critic for the New Democrats, asked if government officials were testing the province's milk supply for radiation levels. Energy Minister Brad Degood accused Mr. Guernas of fear-mongering and did not answer the question. Well, that's how they keep Canadians in the dark about everything. They, you know, you know they, they really do. Canada's a very easy country to manage. This is, in fact, the government began weekly testing for radiation levels in milk shortly after March 11, when a magnitude 9 earthquake struck off the northeast coast of Japan. This is, the Ministry of Labour's Radiation Protection Services has also increased the frequency of testing to weekly from monthly of drinking water, precipitation, air particulate and seasonal fruits and vegetables, said spokesman Greg Depp. Well, but what about radiation now, eh? Today, he said, tests have shown no increase in acceptable amount of radioactive isotope iodine-131. And they keep going on about isotope-131. What about the uranium? What about plutonium, the thorium, and all the other ones? Hmm? What about all the... They aren't going to mention those to you, you see. You see, this, is, this isotope here, iodine-131, has got the shorter lifespan, you know, as it breaks down and in a fairly quick time. Uh, the other ones do not. They have thousands of years um, at half-lives and so on. So they don't want to talk about them. But that's how you simply manage the general public who are kept. You're supposed to be ignorant if you're in the general public, and that's how you're treated by uh, these pompous prunes that uh, pretend to rule over you on behalf of their bosses. I'm not talking about prime ministers either. Now, the Deutsche Bank is, is going to restructure the U.S. operations in, within the U.S., it says here. It says Deutsche Bank um, uh, will change the legal status of its main U.S. subsidiary to avoid having to endow it with up to $20 billion in fresh capital, the Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday. In setting an internal document at the bank, the journal said that Deutsche Bank executives last year were concerned that U.S. unit uh, Tenus Group would need that amount to comply with the Dodd-Frank financial reform law that Congress passed last year in the wake of financial crisis. The restructuring would see Tonus give up this bank-holding company status, the paper cited unnamed sources as saying. Under the plan presented to the Federal Reserve last year, its banking unit Deutsche Bank Trust Corps would be moved out of Tonus and become a direct subsidiary of the German lender, the paper said. Uh, Deutsche Bank's investment uh, banking business and several other non-banking entities would continue to reside in Tonus, the paper said. 
So all the big banks now, because the dollar's going down the tubes, as it's planned to do, of course, it was planned to do that before they even uh, went through the World Trade Organization to set up China to take all the jobs and factories over. They knew what would happen in the States. That it tuned or timed right down to the pretty well the year where your dollar would start collapsing on cue and uh, when you'd eventually merge into the system that the U.S. helped create. That's the world system. The U.S. has paid for most of it and blood and uh, and uh, machinery for war and all the rest of it. So the big engine, the U.S., uh, now has to submerge itself into the system that helped force across the world and other people. Now, one of the better articles that's out really is about the real people who sit on the big private foundations that cause war across the world. They've been doing it for over a hundred years. I went to that and some of them when I come back from this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. You've got to understand that the, the, the big society that intended a long time ago to take the whole planet over hadn't been, they weren't new at the game when they, when they changed their names and created various front groups in the 1800s and came up with the Cecil Rhodes group and the Milner group, Lord Alfred Milner, and then combined those two together, for instance, as an example out of many, uh, to, into the Royal Institute of International Affairs and also the Council on Foreign Relations, which followed for America. And what they did uh, was to foment wars through private mercenaries, or in, even in those days, what they would call color revolutions. Uh, one time even before that, you could go as far back as Mazzini, and you'll find they had armies with red shirts. They called it the Red, Arm, the red Shirt Brigade. And they used to hire these guys out to different countries to, to foment revolutions, and then the British government would, were only too happy to move in afterwards to give them, you know, military support, that kind of stuff. The same thing they're doing across the world today. And uh, it's a very old technique. And uh, the Milner um, and Rhodes Group were responsible for uh, creating the Boer War. And Carl Quigley documented that in his book called The Anglo-American Establishment. And then, of course, they got Britain involved with its military in order to save uh, the white settler or the English settlers uh, who were not under attack at all, but they fudged the stories because they even took with them a reporter from the London Times to give you a completely different story. So they've been at this this uh, incredible deception for an awful long time and still going strong today, actually stronger today because they've got a timetable to, to do. These guys believe in business and it's a long-term business plan and they've got to accomplish their acts on time. This article here, it's about Soros and Brzezinski and others. It says, Soros and Brzezinski are talking Thai. That's Thailand. International Crisis Group shines a spotlight on Thailand. It says, um, as International Crisis Group member Mohamed el Baradei uh, wrestles with 80 million Egyptians for control of their country, stooping so low as to threaten a war with Israel in a feeble attempt to score political points, his fellow trustees are expressing their ambitions elsewhere, including helping International Monetary Fund operative uh, Alassane Katara butcher his way into office via international armed intervention in the Ivory Coast. They're also fixated, fixated on the power struggle disguised as a democracy movement in Thailand. 
to understand why it's important to consider what the International Crisis Group is saying, it's important to note that within the ICG, globalist banker George Soros sits as a trustee along with Wesley Clark and Kenneth Edelman, while geopolitical manipulator Zygmunt Brzezinski and neoconservative Richard Armitage sit in as advisors, among many others. Behind this unsavory convergence of ambition are equally unsavory corporative or corporative and foundation sponsors, including the Carnegie Corporation of New York, Open Society Institute, Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Morgan Stanley, Deutsche Bank, the one we talked about earlier, Soros Fund Management, LLC, Chevron and Royal Dutch Shell. In Thailand's case in particular, the political upheaval centers around one multinational corporate-backed billionaire, who is called Thaksin Shinwatra, who tried and failed to ramrod through a U.S.-Thailand free trade agreement before being ushered out of power in 2006. Many of the corporations that stood to gain from the U.S.-Thai free trade agreement, and the list is here actually, all these big corporations, are also well involved in the many groups not only still supporting Taskin's bid for power, but an entire global agenda of military and economic hegemony. Thaksin Shinwatra, a former advisor to the Carlyle Group, was literally standing in front of the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, in New York City on the eve of his ousting from power in 2006. Since 2006, he's been represented by fellow Carlyle man James Baker and his Baker Botts law firm. International Crisis Group's Kenneth Edelman and his Edelman Public Relations Firm, also a corporate sponsor of the Color Revolution College. Did you know that? Color Revolution College uh, and Movements.org. Uh, Belfer Centre Advisor Robert Blackwell of Balfour, uh, Barbara Griffith and Rogers, and now Robert Amsterdam of Amsterdam and Peroff, a major corporate member of the globalist Chatham House, Royal Institute of International Affairs. It says, to say Thaksin was, uh, has the support of multinational corporate interests is an understatement. In particular, Kenneth Edelman not only has Thaksin's lobbyists, but also sits on the, the International Crisis Group's Board of Trustees and the Board of Directors of Freedom House, both of which have tirelessly meddled in Thailand's international affairs since 2006. Freedom House's Freedom in the World report downgraded Thailand from free under globalist friendly uh, kleptocratic Thaksin regime to, to partly free under the current Thai government, which has been steadily distancing itself from free trade with the U.S., ignoring U.S. calls to enforce intellectual property and pursuing a more protectionist policy in regards to the West and its unraveling economy. Freedom House has also nominated National Endowment for Democracy-funded uh, uh, Prachati uh, for one of the many contrived awards given to lend, to lend agents of the global, uh, globalist agenda legitimacy. They're always giving themselves awards. Sounds more important, doesn't it? For, for one of the many contrived awards given to lend agents uh, of the uh, legitimacy, Pratate, uh, of course, is a propaganda clearinghouse for Thaxton's Red Movement. The, the International Crisis Group's April 11, 2011 report, Thailand, the Cam Before the, Another Storm, attempts to encapsulate the political turmoil by deeming Thaksin's red shirt mob as anti-establishment demonstrators. So this ousted guy he wants back in, this billionaire, backed by the Council on Foreign Relations and this crisis group, as they call themselves, and is using his red shirt mobsters as the guys who are fomenting trouble within the country. But they're followed in with these other guys, dressed in black. 
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix and uh, talking about how the same system has been used for well over a hundred years uh, by a small uh, elite, incredibly wealthy group that have front organizations all over the place. To remember communism as well had nothing but front groups, thousands of them, uh, and many of them were sounded rather innocuous and you would never associate them with communism, but it was all to change society from within and so on. But it's the same thing, of course, they were also uh, often confused with the role issue of international affairs or council on foreign relations because their goals are exactly the same as what seems to be uh, a form of Trotskyism or Marxism. And they actually are an extent, they are the same because really we know that communism was totally backed by the Western bankers, the same guys who literally started up the Royal Institute for International Affairs. But when you read this article here about what they're doing in Thailand, it's a good example of what they're doing across uh, the so-called Arab countries as well, because their so-called NGO Red Shirt Group, you know, uh, have been rioting over there. And when the Thai soldiers try to disperse them, in come these guys dressed in black. These are mercenaries flown in, professional mercenaries. And there's a video here where you see them um, opening fire on the, the Thai troops that are trying to contain this, this red brigade, you might call them. And um, they've got M79 grenade launchers and fire them in the riot troops. And uh, the, the guy who was in charge of the, the red shirts, the, the Say Ding, they call them, Secured, but he admitted that they killed. Uh, they admitted that three armed, uh, three hundred armed men were under his command in the newspaper that from Australia called the Age. That's where he admitted it. So here you here you have three hundred armed mercenaries, professionals, probably all from special forces, flown in to take over from the Colour Revolution as they're determined to get Thailand uh, under their thumb, like every other country that resists joining this global system. So I'll put this link up tonight. It's a very long article, very well done, well, well documented, and you can look at it for yourselves. Now, there's, I've got the callers now, and there's Stu from Texas hanging on the line here. Are you there, Stu? Hey, I am, Alan. How are you? Not bad, yeah. Hey, good. Um, question, man. Uh, uh, actually, a couple. Uh, I guess the first thing is a statement. Uh, a couple of times, every once in a while, I hear somebody who seems to call in and, and they're in the first year panic mode of mm-hmm. learning, you know, that pretty much the first part of their life has been a lie. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Um, basically, they need to know that you need to turn lemons into lemonade. You know, when you hear about Fukushima, yep. um, what can you do to make that a positive? So we have radiation going over us. You can't get a Geiger counter. Yep. You know, look online, teach yourself electronics because they're a Geiger counter kit, so you can test your food, make it fun, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you don't have to freak out over everything, and the more you know, the less freaky it gets. So mm-hmm. to anyone that panics, you know, just calm down. And it'll all be cool. But that's, this is a problem. You see, you, you've already been born into the war. You just didn't know till now that it was actually going on. Great. <laughs> 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 really, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing, 
pulled off on the Alice Beatty, Adam Blavosky, you know, Tessarian, mm-hmm. you know, angle, yeah. uh, pineal gland stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, is, is there anything that, you know, any kind of alternate opinion besides myself, you know, that you could make a statement on, you know, that kind of direction? Well, you got to understand that Blavatsky's stuff was designed, first of all, it was designed primarily at that time, but not now, at that time, for women, you know. It was, it was to create a big women's socialist movement, in actual fact, and part of the Empowerment of Women campaign. And uh, uh, the, the, the woman who took over from her actually was the first female member uh, for, for women's, um, basically, not rights, but uh, beyond rights, actually. Uh, they had a, a special role for women coming up in the future. She was the first member on the Fabian Society. And Bailey? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Okay, right. And you find, too... Uh, that their, their goal was also to find someone who would be a new god of the world. And so they, they hunted around and they found uh, uh, Krishnamurti. And he was raised up by um, uh, Alice Bailey and the, the other one that took over from her. Everyone is an A.B., if you notice. Alice Bailey and there was an, another one took over from her. And, um, and the one who took over from her, her father was a lord in the British government. Uh, a traditional heritage lord, and he schooled them, hoping he would come out and and talk the world into just giving up their freedoms and being nice and putting themselves under the, a hierarchy of more intelligent beings. Uh, Masonic, right? Correct. Yeah, he turned against them, but they tried. They tried to um, come out with a lot of Hinduism. We're blending. The, Blavatsky said it. That her job was to blend Hinduism with that of Christianity, but it was with the express purpose of destroying Christianity in the process. That was the idea. And women were more easy to approach because they liked the idea of magic. They're more into the, the perennial religion of power, um, personal power through magic, etc. That's traditional through all, all cultures. So that's really what that was for. The pineal gland came up too as another big um, con idea. And lots of stories came out of someone would touch you in the forehead with a feather and suddenly you could see the whole world as it really is if a guru did it. All that kind of nonsense. But it's very intriguing. The general public like to be intrigued. They like this idea of, of not doing much and suddenly becoming uh, powerful. Uh, it's all done for you by someone who knows a lot more than you do. And that's why you put yourself under their, not just influence, but, but um, you become a slave to them. Uh, guru means God, remember. That's the, the meaning of a guru. They and, don't know that. Yeah. And so you put yourself body, body and soul into their hands to do uh, as they wish to you because you have total faith in them. So the, 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 the pineal gland was a big, big part of it. And... Um, but there's, there's, I don't care how often you try and get it stimulated and whatever you try to do with it, uh, so far I haven't met anybody who's actually, they might say they have, but who's actually uh, in, enlarged their capacity for understanding uh, through enlightenment by doing all these oddball things with, uh, with uh, chanting or Buddhist bowls or anything else, you know. Now, the whole thing, again, was uh, the idea was to try and, uh, again, it's this old, old alchemical idea of uniting left and right brain. And, of course, the, the pineal gland sits in the center uh, and uh, it, it kind of shrinks with age as well. 
and uh, it really doesn't do much, but light does go through the back of the eye and does stimulate it, so it might release a few hormones and make you feel good here and there. But apart from that, uh, it doesn't seem to, to do much at all. Um, but this, this combining of left and right is also male and female, by the way. Uh, and, they, and they mean that down the road in an esoteric, literal sense, because the hermaphrodites all always been part of the big global agenda. And uh, we know that they've actually been working on that with transhumanism, for instance. That's why they created also all the in-betweens in, in sexuality. Now, you all types with, within sexuality. That's all to blur the concept of, of uh, what we used to call normalcy as we go forward. And eventually, of course, they'll bring through uh, along cloned beings. I've no doubt about that at all. And they'll have the same rights as humans. And maybe after this radiation washes over, we'll have a lot more in-betweens of the sexual uh, groups <laughs> after it's done its genetic work. Who knows, eh? <laughs> but, but no, you've got to be so careful with these groups. And remember, too, Theosophy also had big ties to the, to, uh, the, the same groups that ran Freemasonry. And, and uh, Blavatsky was granted a side charter, they call it for females, a side charter, uh, where it's, it's a Masonic institution. Uh, so they go by the Masonic rules to change society. And also, too, Blavatsky said that uh, their job also was to, not only to blend Christianity with Hinduism, uh, but also to blend, basically, science and spirit together into one. And whenever I hear that, I always think of uh, electronics, the brain chip, and all the rest of it. And that's, that's how I see it, yeah. Very good, man. Hey, I appreciate the input. No, thanks for calling. All right, take care. I can remember the New Agers, too. They used to say that 2000, come up 2010, then they changed it to 2012, was, was, would go through a big photon belt. That was all around the New Age circuits. Everybody was emailing me, oh, we're, we're all going to suddenly become enlightened when we go through this photon belt, belt in, in space uh, as, as the Earth travels through it. And... Um, uh, by doing nothing, of course, it just all happened to you, just like that. And you'd wake up, and you'd just know everything. And no one could dominate you, and we'd all be light beings, and how wonderful it was going to be. And they, they kind of got it right and wrong, because we're going through a radiation belt right now, you see. And in a sense, they're being illumined all right, but with the wrong kind of stuff. Just, it's not too good for your brain cells. But now we'll go on to uh, Alex from Victoria. Is there? Hello, hello, Alex, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Not bad. I'm hanging on here. Yeah. I think they've shrunk my pineal gland for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think mine's fossilized now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like half lives, you know. They deplete. Uh huh. They certainly do. Like yeah. With the psychotronic frequency. Well, we're, there's no doubt about it. Harps being used. I sometimes when I'm up late, I'll tune in the shortwave and. And you can hear and compare it with the, the one that came out in that television series when they first came out back in the 70s. It's the exact same sound just banging away there. And they said, and Brzezinski said it, they could use it to calm the people, keep them dumb, stupid, and, and fairly happy. Well, uh, why not use it now in a time of crisis? They use it all the time. Yeah, yeah they, they sure do. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how many different ways they're attacking us. I, I'm overwhelmed by the, the myriad of different uh, mechanisms through which we... I mean, the, mm-hmm. All the systems that we thought were there to keep us safe, all the regulatory agencies and everything, seem to be completely weaponized. 
Well, these these agencies are actually not everything you have up in government is there for a different purpose than you you generally take for granted. And we do we take things for granted. We hear what it says, and what must mean what it says, but it's generally not that at all. It's like the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, I think I think uh, I can't remember the the U.S. senator that. Um, has got a YouTube up there where he actually attacked the, the, the EPA for certain things that, that allowed to pass. And uh, they, they admitted at the EPA that didn't te- they didn't test anything themselves, and the Food and Drug Administration didn't test, didn't test anything themselves. They would take pharma's word for what the pharma said about this and that. They would take pharma's studies and just pass it. Uh, so, I mean... They're not there for you at all. And then you find out that everybody on the board of, of the, say, the FDA has, uh, have, have worked for the big corporation, big farmers, and Monsanto, all the rest of it. And uh, they're all on board. So they're all cons for the public to believe in. Yeah. Well, yeah, like it's a, it's a puppet show from hell. Yes. Yeah, yeah the uh, smart meters and all the ELF we're uh, exposed to from... Things like cell phones, like the one I'm talking on, I, I try and keep it on speaker, but still, mm-hmm. when you hit send on an iPhone, um, like typical radiation coming from a computer screen or on star on a car or whatever, it's uh, down around 3.5 or 4. Mm-hmm. When you hit send on my iPhone, it goes up to 1,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if there was some kind of uh, protection from government that people all have this false confidence in, um, surely they wouldn't be allowing all our teenagers to walk around with these things glued to their hand heads. The public are simple uh, in structure. I mean, the, even the term "the public." What is the public? It's like looking at a. Uh, and I, I'm not saying this unkindly, but it's, it's looking at a, a, a mass of human-like beings with no particular single mind. You're talking about a collective mind almost when you see, see the public. That's how the courts use it too. Um, and but what what is true though that mass behaviorism and the understanding of, of the masses is so well understood, uh, and the masses do believe and they've been taught through socialistic uh, indoctrinations that experts are running things and they would never do anything to harm them. Therefore, if it's passed to be allowed for sale to them or to eat or something, uh, they, it's obviously safe to eat because these guys would not lie to them. That's how simplistic they are. They they really believe that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of safe to say that we've gone from livestock to uh, lab rats now. We're not even lab rats because, you see, everything they've done with uh, tectronics and uh, they've the used with chemicals and all the rest of it, they, they, they established maybe a hundred years ago or, or more, who knows, but a long time ago, they know exactly what these things do to humans. And uh, so they're not using them as testing anymore. They're actually using them as uh, that's weaponized, basically. And why not? To bring in a world society where you're going to cause mass upheaval, upheaval uh, get folk off the land, for instance, crammed into cities where, where it's already abnormal being crammed together like that. That's why they have so much crime. And, um, and deviant behavior breaks out in cities. Very old concept. Plato knew this too. Uh, so uh, they have to either use tranquilizers and some kind in your food, water. So they'll use both, of course but also to use, to use the frequencies since you have these cell towers set up everywhere and all these booster cell uh, towers uh, along the buildings. Uh, you're being bombarded the whole time, so why not? Brzezinski doesn't talk about um, uh, using this stuff, technotronics, uh, without meaning it. Uh, he doesn't just say off the cuff like a, 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 like a wayward thought. Uh, this was the, the, the agenda 
to keep people calm and quiet as literally they have their whole life changed around them so that they won't mind going through the changes. They're kind of half stupefied. And that, I think, is happening. People used to even complain when gasoline went up at two or three cents. At least they complained, even to each other. You don't even hear any of that anymore when it goes up 20 cents or 30 cents. And something's happened to them. Yeah. Was it his book, uh, Between Two Agents, where he said that um, by the time they were finished with us, with reference to the psychotronic frequencies, um, that we'll barely be smart enough to repeat last night's download of quote-unquote news? Yeah, he did, and he also said that the public will be taught and have been taught that the media is there to do their thinking and their reasoning for them, and that is so incredibly true. They, they, they don't question, they truly think it's, a, it's an appendage to their brain, some charitable thing, uh, some godlike thing that would never tell them a lie. They really do believe that, yeah. It was amazing today, uh, Aiden and I bumped into uh, one of his old soccer coaches outside the library. We were uh, returning Eustace Mullins and um, Ezra Pound books. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, well, he's got to be back. You've got to get him outside. You've got to get him running around outside. I said, have you looked up? You know, like we're, we're, we're under attack, for Christ's sake. There's, there's so much metal in the sky. And, and now with the depleted uranium and it, they're using in the oceans and possibly the Fukushima uh, radiation as well, uh -huh. uh, which I heard was up around 181, but I'm not certain it was that high, but it, it sure seems to be a realistic number. Um, it came from a good source. Um, we, I, I just said, I, I'm, I'm amazed you're even out here running around. You know, people have died of uh, lung, yeah. you know, respiratory failure. and um, Sure, and I continue to, as time goes on, depopulation, rapid depopulation, as Rockefeller wanted, and we're going through it. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll try and fit in Jay from Ohio there. Are you there, Jay? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, as usual, lots of good points uh, on the show. You light up all these things <laughs> that yeah. I that, you know. Um, yeah, I'm reading the, the, the Ponerology book. Um, it, I'm like halfway through it, and it describes, well, you know, you've read it, um, these sociopaths, psychopaths, and there's a part where it's talking about how uh, they're explaining, um, he is explaining their point of view, um, that the perfect world is the world that, in the way they see it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, and you know, I kind of knew that, you know, because I've been around people like that. It's like, they don't understand us. We don't understand them. Mm -hmm. So as I go through and read these things online and documents from foundations, you know, it sounds, it does, it wrenches my heart. It says, well, my heart says, well, that sounds like a noble cause, you know. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, then I think they, it's just like they know how to use virtue as a yes. weapon. Well, anything, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's, mm -hmm. and and so... It's like using people as they say the terrorists use people as shields, you know. Mm -hmm. So these words like, well, the American public wants uh, this or that, or um, mm -hmm. all, you know what I mean. It's like different different things that we find value in. They've mm -hmm. been able to use and 
Yeah, it sounds wonderful. It, it sounds like something that we'd thought about ourselves, but of course they've got a, they've got a total different, a totally different uh, definition of what they mean by it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they also want to bring in a controlled society, a psychopath. The only fear he has is the fear of losing his powerful position when he gets up on top, and so he, he must secure that position and bring in totalitarianism. But he also spins off by his very nature. Um, a psychopathic culture upon the people themselves and the, who will then emulate those at the top. That's why you have celebrity worship and so on, and that's why you have degradation at the bottom levels of society as well as we try and copy what we see being projected from the top. Uh, so they have to destroy society in the process, which gives them more power as they go in to take control over all the crises and problems they help cause. So it's a perfect system for control. Yeah, It is. It is. And, and I was speaking with my mom, she's 80, and we just stumbled on that subject, the culture, and she, she brought up, you know, I think it was that one song, you know, it's your thing, do what you want to do. <laughs> yep, that's right. I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were starting that, that kind of stuff back in the 1930s, people don't realize how long they've been at this to, to change the culture, to get it going, they tried um, the Roaring Twenties with with, uh, with booze, drugs and, as well, the miniskirts, dancing, promiscuity. didn't work out because they didn't have um, the abortion clinics, they didn't have the pill, so there was a lot of fallout from it, a lot of venereal disease, no penicillin. And so they brought the same agenda back in the, for the 1960s under the guise of free love, uh, rock and roll, uh, miniskirts again, uh, do what you want to do, uh, the state will take care of any problems, abortion, the pill, and, and drugs, and it worked very, very well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, as they say. <laughs> You're yeah. right, and I'm a sore loser, so I will keep fighting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You can't give up. Yeah, you can't yeah. give up. Yeah. And being aware, of course, uh, is the uh, is the, it's the greatest thing you can have is being aware. It's not scary at all. You can understand. Understanding is the most. Um, pleasant reward you can possibly have. It's, it's, it's a strength too that comes from it. Thanks for calling. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.